I like a couple glasses of wine. And so what will happen is I'll have a couple glasses of wine. And then two days later, I'll go, yeah, let's have three. And my wife has one. And then the next day, I'm 10% hazy for the first couple hours. That's no good for anybody. And so I've discovered, you know what? It's bad for my liver. It's There's no ROI. All it is is a numbing effect. And it's to hide something else. And it's like, yeah, maybe in high school, it was a cool idea because I had to lower my inhibition so I could talk to girls. Cool. The value's gone. Like, stop leaning on something that no longer serves you. You know, it's just, it's just math. <laughs> this episode of the Matt Brown Show is proudly sponsored by livingabetterstory.media. Hi there, guys. Welcome back to the Matt Brown Show, and thank you for pushing play. Today, we are joined all the way from Colorado by Chad Burmeister. He is the founder of numerous startups, Scalex.ai as being one of them, but more recently, Living a Better Story. And this is the focus of our podcast today. So livingabetterstory.media is a new platform that Chad has launched that is designed to help entrepreneurs plan, plant, and share their story with the world. The idea here is that you are unique. So of the 7 billion people on the planet, you are absolutely unique given the fact that you've had your own unique experiences. So because you are unique, one of the gifts really of being unique is that if you can figure out what makes you different and connect that point of difference to the world at scale and in such a way that it creates value for the world, you will create amazing things in your life. And so that's the premise for this episode. Now, in today's episode, we cover a lot of ground in quite a short period of time. Uh, pay careful attention, guys, to the part of the show where Chad shares a near-death experience he had when he contracted COVID, unfortunately. Uh, we talk a lot about how to discover your passion, how to really identify the thing that does make you unique. Um, and we also talk about stories. So how do you create stories that resonate with people that you care about? And how do you recognize when you found your purpose? And we share some practical process stuff around that. And so this is a really powerful episode, guys. Chad is a religious man, but much of what he shares I resonate with, and especially in the context of entrepreneurship. So I hope you enjoy this episode, guys, as much as I do. So without further ado, into Chad Burmeister. And we're live. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another cracking installment of the Matt Brown Show. Today, I'm joined by the founder and CEO of Living a Better Story, Chad Burmeister. Welcome to the show. So great to be here. What an exciting day and uh, happy to dig in. Let's go. Yeah, man. So Living a Better Story, um, I'm privileged to know what you are doing, which I'm so excited to actually tell everybody else about. So um love to uh, get maybe the elevator pitch. So for our audience around the world that what's this living a better story story <laughs> and who, sure. and who is Chad Burmeister exactly? What's the elevator pitch? What do we need to know? Well, for the last several decades, we represented our companies and that worked okay to get us into the last couple of years. Now we need to represent ourselves because personal branding matters more than ever, as you've seen with your guests on your show. So what, what we've done over the last four years is taken our core business, which is helping founders and CEOs reach out and salespeople reach out to their market and tell their story. Now we kind of go back to a higher level and say, well, let's understand what your story is first. And then after we've helped you define your story and your true identity, right? Your, I'll call it your God given identity. Once you've got your assignment 
and you understand your mission, then we help you get on podcasts, radio, TV. We help you with the personal branded website. And instead of just representing your brand, now we help you build and represent your personal brand because that's where we believe the market's headed. And it's been so far so good. So Chad, thank you for that. I mean, I'd love to chat on personal branding because for me, the biggest thing about my podcast, The Mac Brown Show, and I'm sure your your whole experience as well, the scalex.ai and and obviously, you know, uh, what you do in the podcasting space. I can tell you now, like personal branding is so important. I mean, I do a lot of cold calling even as the CEO because the founder will always sell better than anybody else. And I've had two occasions just in the last week where I phoned random numbers, right, for of like owners of businesses or chief sales officers or whatever. And I phoned them and go, hi, my name's Matt Brown. And he, and he goes, and the guy, one of the guys, he, says, he was like, oh, Matt, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, what? I don't know this guy. Um, and he's like, are you, or another one was like, are you the guy that's always going live on LinkedIn? <laughs> so, you know, personal branding is just such an important thing for me personally, but I want to double down on that. Why, you said personal branding is kind of heading that way. What are you seeing trends-wise and why now? Like why, why should entrepreneurs care so much about personal branding? hundred percent it's going in that direction because the marketplace has gotten so crowded. So people are doing email blasts, they're doing LinkedIn outreach, they're doing phone calls, and you have tools and technologies that have 10Xed it. So we've 10Xed the number of business development representatives. We've 10Xed their ability to touch. So that's a hundred times more communications going out. So in a crowded world with a hundred times more business communications, it's so important that, that you're different than everybody else. Your true one of oneness needs to be exposed to the world because if you're a founder and a CEO, guess what? Something happened to you in your life. Maybe it was a trauma when you were a kid. Maybe it was a trauma in the middle of your life, but sharing what your trauma was that you went through and experienced. And then why are you passionate about what you do? You started your company for a reason. Telling your the world about that reason and that purpose, your why, like that's all the difference in the world. So yeah, I think headed into next year, if you're not doing personal branding, meaning you don't have mattbrown.com, like you've got to have your personal website. You can't just rely on your business website anymore. It's yeah. changed. Yeah, it's that old adage that people buy people first and then the products and services. And I think, um, you know, I, I think there's a big disconnect in my experience between what a business sells or what an entrepreneur sells and their story. People only ever see the product or service. They only ever really typically see the business side of things. You know what I'm saying? Um, and what you're saying is that there's a role of the personal brand in that that comes before. And so the key here is about understanding to your point what makes you different because if you can identify what makes you different and connect that point of difference to the world at scale in such a way that it creates value, you will create independence. You'll reach your goals, you'll reach your dreams and all these kind of things. And so what's really important for our audience, I suppose, to understand first and foremost is what makes you different and how do you figure it out? Because I think that's something we wrestle with like questions like, who am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? So walk us through that. I mean, obviously you, you consult to entrepreneurs in this exact area. So walk us through how do we figure out what makes us different? Well, it took me 40 plus years to figure out 
uh, who I was <laughs> because I thought I knew, right? I skateboarded when I was a kid. I actually had a mohawk when I was about 17 because I was rebelling. Um, and so I've always been kind of a corporate rebel, even from those days. Um, no more mohawk, no more earrings, but um, it, it was important for me to go through the breakthrough. And it was a four day intensive, it's called. And what this person did, his name's Rich Lipman. He would go in and he would ask you a question. Uh, like, what was your passion when you were a kid? And then uh, what about when you're, you know, high school or college? Okay, now tell me about uh, after that, you know, what what are you doing now? And what's the thread between that? And so he'd go through this set of 10 to 12 minutes of questions. And by then, most people in the audience, when he did a one-on-one, were bawling. And so I never put myself through that. But <laughs> But after day three or so, I went home to the hotel that night and I'm like, wait a minute let me go through my own personal story. And my own story was, well, my dad never really said he loved me. So does he? And, and it took me like that night to go, wait a second. He moved, he helped me move across the country all the time. Yeah. He doesn't give me a hug and say, I love you. Or he didn't. Now that I've talked to him about it after 40 plus years, He's like, of course I love you. And of course, you know, and so that getting over that gap, some people, some kids don't ever, their parents just are not nice people. And and that's unfortunate, but understanding what your story is at the root. And that's what we help people do. We have a four day intensive. We, we call it the Academy, Living a Better Story Academy. Um, we're, we're launching an online version by the end of the year. Yeah. It's getting to getting under the core, under the hood is so important because if you're not just certain of what your mission is and your assignment on planet earth, you're missing out because it makes life so frictionless when you know what you're, what you're meant to do. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there. I know being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely experience. You sometimes get stuck, don't you? Well, if you're like me, being stuck sucks. But what if you could access the minds of over 850 CEOs who have built companies generating billions of dollars in revenue and access all of that knowledge in a fraction of a second? Well, the good news is you can literally do that today. What my team have built is Matt Brown AI. It is trained on all the interviews, over 850 of them that I've done to date, all my books, all the knowledge capital that has been generated over the last 10 years right here on the Matt Brown Show. And you can get access to all of that right now for free. So how do you get access to this? Well, head on over to mattbrownshow.com and at the top, you'll see community. Hit that link, sign up. It's absolutely free and you'll be given instant access to Matt Brown AI and a community of over 100,000 subscribers. Yeah, so, it's yeah. a it's an important thing. I mean, I've just gone through this now as well because, as you know, I'm busy selling my businesses, and so for me, achievement was always the thing, you know. And so, uh, just recently, I went through a whole process of figuring out like why am I so achievement driven? You know, what makes me tick? What makes me different? And it was almost not the same. There's no sameness in individuality mm. in, in, in humans. Really, everybody's different. Seven billion people. Every single one has different experiences. Therefore, we all by nature different. Um, but now with my dad. His thing was I I had I never got his attention. It was hard for me to get his attention, right? So that's why I'm always trying to overachieve because uh, of of something that in truth I will never get. You know, to your point 
around what, you know, your dad and stuff like that. And everybody's got their trauma, quote unquote, that we kind of deal with and carry with. But we don't become self-aware in figuring out, as an example, like what motivates me or you or anybody listening to us to achieve something or not at all. Um, And so what I've now done, because I've achieved an amazing amount of stuff, is that I'm now looking at all my achievements, especially with selling my business now. Um, And I'm looking at that going, going, well, is achievement really a motivator for me anymore? Uh, And if it isn't a motivator, what what is now my new motivations? Well, who am I now? Now that I've achieved this Matt Brown, let's just say version 2.0, what does version three look like? What does version four look like? And how, and what are my motivations to get there? What are my drivers to get there? For instance, is it contribution and growth now over achievements? As an example, when you're young and you build a business and you, be, and you start making money, you make your first million dollars. It's like, well, you know, it's success, but there's no fulfillment there. So then therefore there must be something more. And these are the, these are the types of, you know, struggles, I would call them that you are resolving through your four day academy. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Well, somebody said to me at the fire pit one time, we we have a fire pit in the backyard and it started with two people at the beginning of COVID. And by the end of COVID, if, if you can call it ended <laughs> is, uh, we had 12 people there of all different backgrounds and religious beliefs and everything. And it was just awesome because we're just talking. And one person, Dr. Jim Wilder, came over one day and he's a neurotheologist. I didn't know such a thing existed, right? Neuro and theology all in one. And so he's written books. He's a national known speaker. He helps with processing trauma. There's three steps that are super simple. And um, what he said to me is, when you're making a decision, because I asked him about choices, right? I'm like, hey, I'm thinking of writing a kid's book. I'm making good choices. And he's like, well, it's it's kind of impossible because if you look at the Old Testament with all of the different rules and laws in place, the combinations of those laws is like, well, I have to take in mind number one and number 474 and number 600. And you can't do all that in your human mind. So what he said to me will never leave my mind. And that is, we need to optimize, number one, it's kind of the, what would God do? What would Jesus do? But number two is even also powerful, optimize for eternity. So if I'm doing something at this moment, that's cool. Are you really optimizing for eternity or are you optimizing just for the next 10 years, 50 years while you're here on planet earth? If you flip and you understand what, what, and what, what changed for me is when I had COVID, in uh, in September, I was I felt I was ten minutes from the end of the road because the the whole tunnel came in, and I'm like you know like you see in the movies, and I'm like okay God if if it's my time, I am yours, and I like handed over the reins and I surrendered, and at that moment I was like wait my wife's amazing my kids are made this is amazing and oh if I go, my wife's gonna take care of my kids through eternity and I'm like. I'm comfortable with that decision because I made the right decision 20 years ago. And so now it's like, wow, okay, with that in mind. And then, by the way, God showed up to me in some, in some dreams. He showed me what heaven's like. And it was, I was running around in a garden uh, playing with my wife and I saw other people. And I'm like, whoa. So up until this last few months, I really wondered, how did someone live through eternity? Like, that's impossible. Aren't you just going to go on the ground and put on a Bose headset and maybe you'll be there, but it'll just be real quiet and peaceful. 
And then, and then God showed me the day after he entered my room and he, and he showed me heaven. And I'm like, oh, there really is eternity. So if, if that's now truth to me, because before it was just in a Bible and I just kind of half believed it. Now it's truth. So how do I help other people understand that you're made for a purpose? You have an assignment on earth. You're one of one. You only, you're the only one with your fingerprint. Lean into that and figure out where that fingerprint's designed to be. When you can do that, man, it's frictionless. And you merge your business together with your personal life. And I had two people on the podcast tell me I work for God. And I'm like, huh, out of 80 people I talked to. And I'm like, how do you, how do you get a job for God? <laughs> like, Sign me up for that. He's forgiving. He probably pays well. Like, let's do the God job. And so within a couple of days, the company name's flipping over. And our website's going to change. And I will work for God, Inc. 100% of my days from here to eternity. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because how much of this is a religious thing versus something that's, you know, a, a choice that's relevant to everyone of any kind of, you know, background or belief system or, you know, theology that they might subscribe to? Perfect question, because I believe there's religion and there's relationship. And if I read my grandfather's verse and stress the proper word, love the Lord, your God, love the Lord, your God, your, 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 like stress that word and put it in bold caps with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your might. So you've, and might means, oh, I have to work at it. Like my mindset needs, I need to figure out what's going on in my mind. My heart needs to be in the right place. My soul needs to be in check. So all three of those things, but it doesn't say love. It says, love the Lord, your God doesn't say love the Lord. It says, love the Lord, your God. So yeah, there's a lot of different religions around the world and there's different beliefs. Now I do believe there is one, (laughs) there is one King, um, personal belief. And, um, but at the end of the day, love the Lord, your God. And when you can put your faith and trust that there's something bigger than you, and that you were designed and manufactured for a purpose. <laughs> You're like, man, the discovery of what that purpose is, like that's the fun of it through the ups and downs and sideways and cut fingers and, you know, whatever. <laughs> so you help you help guys basic and women basically understand what that purpose is, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the beginning. And and I wouldn't say I'm the expert at it. I would say I've lived through purpose discovery. We've assembled a team of people, including Robert White, who's graduated a million people from four different transformational um, workshops that he's done over the years. And then we have another guy, Rico McAdory. He wrote a book called God-Given Identity. So he's got an eight-hour, one-hour-a-week program that I'm only on week three. And I'm, every week, I have another one today. And I'm so excited and looking forward to it. So that's moving to an online version so, so, so much, uh, so much power in understanding and really figuring out who you are and who you're meant to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in recovery. So I used to have a great relationship with drugs and alcohol. <laughs> um, and now I'm in recovery. And one of the things I've never really been like a 
proper, I was, you know, raised Christian, but never, you know, really still to this day, I'm not really like, a, I don't go to church and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in recovery, what, and it's a very principle type thing. And I think what, what I'm learning from you and, and just from my own experience with where it marries up is that a lot of life is about principles. Um, and so principles are, how, are found in many religions um, and everybody subscribes to different things. And one of the principles in recovery is, is God or like God. So what is God? So it's like, so in, in recovery, you don't, it's not a thing. Like it's not, it's not, you know, Islamic. It's, it's like, it's just God as you understand him or her. And so, um, and it was about, uh, so for me, there's a great an acronym, acronym, which is good orderly direction. So mm. if you, if you have a good orderly direction, that is enough to suffice for most things in the practical external world. Then the rest of you, the rest is really a choice about how deep you want to go, how much you want to believe and what is the theology that you want to subscribe to. Um, but purpose is something that's a principle that everybody can relate to right now. So I know that everybody believes in this idea called purpose. The trick though is, is figuring out when you have found it and knowing what to look for so that you can recognize it. So, Chad, how do you recognize when you have found or created your purpose? I usually go back to a younger age. If you can ask the question of yourself, what, what was your passion? What did you love to do when you left the house at age five or six? And if you're living in that passion. So for me, I've always been competitive. I like to help other people. I, I even did some magic tricks. So I kind of liked you know, Hey, here's the trick. Now I expose the trick every time. Cause I don't like to like hide it. If I'm going to do a trick with someone, I need to like, okay, here's how I did that. So when I'm, when I'm doing those things, then I know I'm lined up with my passion. So when I ask people on the podcast, what was your passion at five or six? And, and then you say, what's the line, the, the secret line between then and now the thread that ties that together. And you'd be surprised. The large majority of people are like, huh, no one's ever asked that. Right, here's why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? They're in alignment with their with their identity and with their purpose. They just maybe didn't know it because the the path's going to take you there, right? You put your you put your raft on the river and you go down it. And there's there's these banks. If you go off the bank from time to time and you get skinned up, you're like, oh, that sucks. I must not be in my purpose. Right with the drinking and drugs and alcohol, like you talked about, I've I like a couple glasses of wine, and so what'll happen is I'll have a couple glasses of wine, and then two days later I'll go, yeah, let's have three, and my wife has one, and then the next day I'm ten percent hazy for the first couple hours. That's no good for anybody, and so I've discovered, you know what? It's bad for my liver. It's there's no ROI. All it is is a numbing effect, and it's to hide something else. And it's like, yeah, maybe in high school it was a cool idea because I had to lower my inhibition so I could talk to girls. Cool. The value's gone. Like, stop leaning on something that no longer serves you. You know, it's just it's just math. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think one of the key things I, I do, well, I would say is something everybody can recognize is that, you know, when you find your purpose, when you don't hit the snooze button anymore. Yeah. Amazing. That's yeah. exactly right. Because like then you, you know, know like you're motivated, man. Eighteen hour days, yeah, yeah, exactly. Eighteen, like exactly. It's like doesn't matter how much or, um, you know, it's like 
It's just it's just when you when you're prepared to take it all on at 110 percent, you know, it's like and this is cool for me. I'm I'm living yes. a purpose. You know what I mean? Um, and being like I suppose truthful about yourself because I think one of the thing that's one of the things rather that's true about most, well, I say most, some business owners is that when they go out to uh, found a company, they wind up sometimes with businesses they hate, you know. And I think that's a really important mistake. I've made it. I don't love this business that I'm in now. I didn't wake up one day and go, hey, I want to do lead generation for Microsoft. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so, uh, and now anyway, so I'm exiting the business and what have you, but now I'm in the situation where I'm like, well, how do I prevent that from happening again? And so I'm in this very, you know, self-reflective discovery mindset. I'm like, I'm not, and I'm not being ruthless with myself. I'm not putting pressure on myself to figure it out today, you know, because I do think like you have to take time with these things. You have to process things to your point. I mean, if you're trying to think about, well, look at what was I good at as a child? I mean, I'd have to think about that, right? I'd have to think, well, what about that? Maybe there was this memory and this one. So it takes time to to kind of come to the truth about who you are. Uh, and I wrote, a, uh, and I wrote, uh, I have written a book, but there's another author called Robin Wheeler and he wrote this book called Death is the Ultimate Orgasm. Um, and when I, uh, I had him on the show, yeah. he said his whole thing is about be yourself for a living. He said, most people are not being themselves. They're not being their authentic selves. They are being a product of the of society, of systems, of their parents, of their peer group. And so most people, his view is, is that you know, most of us are not really living our most highest authentic you know, sort of lives mm-hmm. as individuals. Um, and, he, and he also shared this thing with me, which was around, you, know, you go back to the beginning, he said, you can also go to the end. And he said the uh, the way to think about f- uh, one clever way to break through the the stuckness of these sorts of questions is to think about your death, because when you uh, and he said you know visualize that you're dead so visualize your funeral who's there and what are they saying about you what do you, and he's yeah. like think about the words like listen to the words of what these people are saying about you. Are they saying that Chad was a, was a, a great entrepreneur that didn't help anyone? Like, are they saying he was a great family man, a father, blah, blah. So he said, and he said, when you go to the end, it helps you bring forward to today the, in, in the present, the, uh, the context and the type of clarity that you can, you, you, you sometimes need to break through, you know, the idea of being stuck in the bottle. Cause when you're there, you kind of can't read the label. Well, and the other part, I I wholeheartedly agree. Someone did an exercise where he goes, go outside into the grass, get on this big, huge bird, fly 20 years in the future, and you meet yourself. And so where are you? Look around, take inventory, shake hands with yourself. And then when you're leaving, okay, what are you going to tell yourself now? So I run that exercise like once a week now. And I'm like, okay. And, and for whatever reason, I end up in the Mediterranean looking over this huge, cool looking Greek place by the ocean. And it's just neat. And and I looked a certain shape and size. I probably lost 20 pounds. So guess what? Now that I visualize that all the time, I've lost like 15 pounds in the last month and a half. It's nuts when you can go do that. But here's the other part that's hugely important. We talked about religion versus relationship. I really believe that God, the the G-O-D you talked about a minute ago, is omnipresent. He can be anywhere at any time. And um, and he is. And so if you can connect the dots, the app we built called 77 Pray is 
Fitbit for faith because we as humans drift. So like it's all of our good intentions <laughs> to to talk to God every day. And then all of a sudden you look up and 10 days later, you're like, oh, crud, I haven't done that in a long time. When your parents are there, if, if you're a kid and your parents are teaching you that, man, you pray every night, the same prayer. Um, so now you, we bookend faith by saying, hey, in the morning, first thing, it beep, pops up on your phone, notifies, click a box. Did I do it? And, and my grandfather every day used to say, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So go into it with high expectations of, man, the sun's out or it's snowing and great. I can go ski soon. Like whatever it is, just be happy and approach bookend your day with, I'm just happy. I'm joyful. Then, then at the end of the day, same thing, check the box. Did I do it right before bed? Oh yeah. God, your will be done. That's the one I usually ask because you have it in you. And if you can, like, there's this funny thing, the lamp post philosophy at the same ritual event he goes you know the lamp post says if i go talk to the lamp post you can actually improve your understanding of the world by talking to a freaking lamp post so some of the best psychologists act like a lamp post <laughs> they just sit there and they're good listeners so you know when you're talking to god he'll talk back to you in ways that you might not appreciate one woman said she was yelled at in her ear and it was God clearly. And, and she was ready to break from her abusive husband after a decade. And God said, not yet, not yet, not yet. And so she waited three years and then he ran, he got in a car accident and he's in a coma and he's like a vegetable now. And for whatever reason, God told her just wait. And, and you know, that was that's wild. Um, Sometimes God might whisper in your ear. Sometimes someone else, you go, God, if you're real, show yourself. And then knock, 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 <laughs> something gets delivered to your door. And you're like, you can't make this stuff up. So it's been said that your whole life is already pre-written. And so I never really thought, how could that be true? But now that I start seeing the people that I meet and the things that show up and the one of ones that I'm being introduced to, it's, it's way above my pay grade. I mean, I couldn't make that stuff happen. So just having the daily communication, God, what do you want for my life? And that it doesn't, you have to over Einstein it. You don't have to go research how to say a good prayer. I mean, you can, but just, just talk and listen. So that's the other part of the key. I think what was your passion when you were young? Cause you're unfiltered and then have the conversation on a daily basis, twice a day, if you can, and, um, watch where he takes you. You'll, you'll have the most amazing things in your life that happen. So I was just on that. So I was watching a, a clip on Instagram with Tony Robbins and he's, I've said, I've shared this on the show before, but he, he, he believes that, um, you know, life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. And so if you subscribe to the idea that all of your experiences have led you to now, and if you are suffering now your business is like on the ropes. You're not going to make cash flow. You don't know whether you you know you, you're going to make it. Um, and uh, you're waking up in the middle of the night, cold sweats. You're in the like the bottom end of the struggle, and the struggle is massively real. It's very easy in that moment to to kind of obsess about the things that are not working and try and control things which are not in your control. Um, and so you you have to have. Uh, faith. And I say that to myself, like uh, it wasn't too long ago, we went, we massively scaled up the business, Mark felt COVID, blah, 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 just difficult time for the first time in like three years. And I was going through a rough time. 
And I used to say that to myself. I was like, life is not happening to you. It's happening for you because it is about the, for me, it's really about the struggle more than it is about the dream because the struggle gives your life meaning. You know, I know it's not easy to sit in the fire when you're getting burnt. Your hand wants to pull out. <laughs> you know, you're fighting the fight or flight every single day. You just want it to end. You just want it to end. Like I'd rather be done with the with the suffering. And the ones that make it through are the ones that become who they were meant to be because pressure creates uh people it removes the layers of the onion it, you know what i'm saying it creates character if you think about like elon musk chad when he uh, when tesla was going through that massive crunch right tesla was going to die or when spacex had the final rocket if the rocket blew up blew up the third launch it would have been over and he was trying to fund both businesses he had no money he was living on a friend's couch so it was like that this is elon <laughs> not too long ago uh, so you know and then he and he went through it he sat in the fire he you know he believed and he looked for signs as you said and you know this is this is now the outcome he managed to come out and and if you look back it was happening for him do you know what I'm saying? Like not to him. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, and let's talk about physical fire because my son at age 19 is at his college and he's cooking on his, um, he was cooking a, a, a meal, right? One of those home delivered meals. So he puts the oil in the pan. He puts the breadcrumbs, panko in the pan, and all of a sudden it caught fire. So he did what a normal 19 year old would do. And he saw the sink and he held it firmly and he puts it in the sink and put water on it and it blew up in his face. And so he, he, like when you're getting burned, you want to put the pan down. My son's a very polite minded individual. So he held the freaking pan for like 45 seconds because he didn't want to put it down. So the left hand took the blunt of it and this big, huge fireball that burned the ceiling and the floors, you know, he gets rushed to the emergency room every day for about seven to 10 days. They had to rub off both sides of his hands and face with a scrub. Right. Because that's, oh, and I've had a cut here once where it's like they scrub this off and it turned green every day, but every day. So faith, immediate faith. So think physical burn. Yeah. You're, you're in the fire right now as a business owner. And I believe me, I get there all the time. I had to write my company a check for $15,000 two days ago. That's life. You have ups and downs. But you know what's internally what you need to do. You just have to figure out how you're going to do it. But when I, I had to have the faith because we go to the hospital and we just prayed. And then I posted on LinkedIn. I have 20,000 followers. I said, hey, my son had this bad burns. Can you pray? It got to so many tens of thousands of people. It ended up going to United Airlines flight attendants, pilots association. So to know that all these other people are thinking about and having good wishes for my son, the power of that, and then my son on the second day that it happened, and we were at the hospital and he goes, you know, I'm glad this happened to me. This is like the day after the burns. And he's just on some meds and whatnot. I'm just glad it happened because now it doesn't have to happen to other people. And so if we all take that perspective and go, I'm going into a tough time or I'm living in it or my business is exploding and it's, I could go out of business. If we wear that thing that my son put out, I'm glad this happened to me. So it doesn't have to happen to anyone else. So now it's your responsibility to the world, to other people you don't even know, to tell your story. Because when you hit the bell, ding, that's a different bell than boom. You know, there's some people who are drummers and your story matters. And so that's why living a better story exists. 
It's to help people tell their story so that other people can discover what their purpose is. You've already been there. Let's let's tell your story and get it out to the world so other people don't have to suffer. Yeah, I um, I story I haven't shared before, but um, I'll do it now because it's relevant. But uh, I, when I was still drinking, uh, I was had a good super drunk with at home with my sister and what have you, and we're going to drink cognac. And so uh, cognac, you, you, my sister had this like Bunsen burner thing, which you put mm-hmm. um, methylated spirits in, I believe. Um, and then you light it. So it creates a flame and then you, you rest the cognac glass and you turn it so it warms the cognac, right? So so I am sitting there by the bar and I rest it on this Bunsen burner type thing. And the next thing I know, the whole thing falls off onto my left leg, runs down my leg. My leg is literally on fire. I'm rubbing my leg trying to get the um, the flames out and the skin is just coming off my leg. So needless to say, I went to hospital that day, pumped me full of like morphine and it was penicillin and all sorts of stuff. And also same thing as your son. I was, you know, um, they had to pull that skin off every day. Um, and it was the most painful thing to this day in my life that uh, I've ever experienced. It's like, you know, when they say I would never wish that on my worst enemy, like this, I would wish on my worst enemy. Do you know what I mean? Because it's genuinely so bad. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but you know, the thing is like, we're always losing things. We're losing skin off our legs. We're losing our businesses. We're losing our loved ones. We're losing our, our our mothers. My mother passed away um, not too long ago, two months ago. Um, so we're always losing things. And I think one of the things I wanted to maybe get your view on, in my view, and then I'd love for you to weigh in on it, on, on a chat, is that, you know, if you lose something, like if you lose a business, or if you lose a relationship, whatever it is, like don't lose the lesson. You know, like when I got burnt, you know, what was the lesson? Well, the lesson was, was stop drinking so much. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude, like really? And, you know, and so that was the lesson which I didn't learn. And so it took me many years later a lot of suffering later to then figure out, okay, this is who I was meant to be. So the sign was there when I got burnt, but I didn't pay attention to the sign. And so that that's kind of everything really about what we were talking about, right? So it's about, you know, um, as I say, you know, when you lose these things, when these things happen to you, which are beyond, this is the other thing. When things happen to you negatively, like there's two things for me that happened. One is that did this, was this my fault? So when I got burnt, that was my fault. But when it happens, if, you know, from when it's not in your control, like it's happening, it's easy to go, ah, oh, you know, I can't blame anybody else but myself. That's easy. But if I, if something, if I'm suffering because of something else, something else happened out there in the world, like some somebody else did it to me, or something like that. You know, like your 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 mom passes quickly. It's like these are things that are preordained in my view. Like with my mom passing so suddenly, she was only 79. It was a massive brain aneurysm. Like it happened so quickly. And when the thing, the lesson that I learned from my mom was to appreciate things more, you know, now, not like when they die, because when they die, it's, there's no, like I can't phone her. And it's such a sudden thing, you know, and I think when you, when you have two parents, like you get to do this thing twice. <laughs> so, you know, it's preordained, like people yeah. die. And so, you know, and this was the lesson. So now I appreciate things, you know, i tell people how I feel and, and this kind of stuff. And it's all because of not losing the lesson when you are suffering. Yeah. Or when well, you, let's you know, talk about the lesson with the burn. If you think about what, what lesson did I learn there? 
um, I go to my Christianity and I say, okay, a father for his son would do anything, just like a father for the daughter would do anything. And the mother, especially, right? The mom has had the kids in her in her womb. Like, man, the, the physical tie there is so deep. So I'd do anything for my son, including trade places with him, right? Hey, if if I had to take, I would take the burns 100% of the time, no doubt about it. And so if you think about that and you and you have an understanding of what Jesus represented and what he did, like, oh, whoa, put that on for a minute. Now it's now it's your son. Hey, my son was burned and he was healed. That's amazing. This this son was crucified and flogged for for being a nice person. Like all he did was the right thing and he and he loved people and showed people what it meant to love. And so but then he also rose from the dead and like that's not a thing, you know, that that just doesn't happen. So so God's like, look, you're going to go through the pain and then you're going to rise from it. And like, I've always heard the stories and you're like, well, yeah, okay, that's cool. But, and, and now when you, when you wear that and you go, wait a second, that happened to my son, he literally could have died. Like if he breathed in that 1800 degree flame, boom, done. If he opened his eyes, eyes are burned out, both of them. I mean, his hair was singed and you know, it could have been, could have, should have, like, it could have been really, really bad. And, it, and, and, it, and he, you know, he rose again. Like he we went through the fire, man, and actually was healed. Like, how, how does that happen? So taking that lesson of, man, he, the, the, your God, your God loves you no matter what, no matter what you do. If you're a crappy person, your whole life. And at the end, in the last 10 minutes, you go, you know what, God, I've totally screwed it up. He's going to go, all right, bro, come on down. I've been waiting for you to say that. doesn't matter. And that's why it's interesting because prisons have been coming up for me lately where it's like, hey, God's swirling around in prisons. These are guys who hit the rock bottom of life. And then they go, God, I've tried it all on my own. Take me, I'm yours. And when they do that, this like, it gets injected. And then the problem with prisons and I'm just starting to learn about this is now you're marked for life as a convict. You can't get a normal job. So God's been telling me lately, Chad, Africa's got some challenges. We need to feed a bunch of people. And they have the 10 worst jails in the world. And jails here have a bad reentry program. So Chad, I need you to help with that too. So like, those are the top two things on my heart. The third is entrepreneurs who are let go. Like, there's 10,000 Wichita, Kansas who are working for a defense contractor or something. And they didn't, they don't, they choose not to get the vax. Hey, that's their choice, man. And now they're going to be shamed and they can't get a job. They're going to be looked at as lepers like they were in the biblical days. And it's like, hold on. Jesus loves you no matter what. <laughs> he heals. He healed my son. So that's the third tier of people. We want to help people that are that need a personal brand and, and just need, need love. Um, yeah. So that's cool, Chad. Let's talk about, uh, the practical process here. So I know you've got, uh, you know, a process that you follow as part of like step one, step two, step three, step four. Um, could you walk us through living a better story? What is the process for delivering this outcome of living a better story for you as a entrepreneur, solopreneur? So there's a, there's an intake form someone fills out and that helps us identify where they are 
in their understanding of their own personal mission. And, and then I can align what the right stages are for them. Some people come to us, they've got a website, they're already doing a podcast, like they're Matt Brown, <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't really, you know, well, do they really need us? Uh, yeah, because even Matt Brown, who's got, got it all from a branding perspective and everything. Well, what about LinkedIn outreach? Are you being smart about building groups like saying, hey, we want entrepreneurs that are one to 10 employees that are in this region and we can personalize a message. So depending on where people come in and their stage and their walk is, is different. A lot of entrepreneurs come to us and they're like, hey, we just I just left my day job. What do I do? And so it's clean slate. So first, let's understand your your purpose. What's your assignment on planet Earth? And we do that through a, it could be a two hour call with one of the people on my team could be eight weeks of one hour a week. So there's a hand, there's a couple different ways to get in alignment with yourself. Then we help you get on a few podcasts. We automate LinkedIn outreach and we say, Hey, Matt Brown show. What about this one? Right. And we align you to the right podcast. Now you've got this digital asset. Okay. What are you going to do with it? We've got a radio show that's in Florida that has 500,000 listeners. We've got a TV show that's in Atlanta that goes to 93 million homes in 200 countries. And it's on prime time in the Oprah Winfrey slot. Like that's another outlet. So it's a subscription model to get access to all of this. And it's literally pennies on the dollar. Most of the time you've got to go find a, a marketing person, a sales leader. You got to hire a sales team, all these things that are involved and people are trying to shark you, right? Oh, Hey, it's only $4,000 for this and 10,000 for that. By the time you're done, you got a lame website and you have no customers. We've done that. We've done this for 25, 30 years. We know what we're doing. So I've, I, I think where the model is going to land in the next couple of weeks, 1500 bucks a month, We'll get you on podcast, TV, radio. You can go through the training courses. Like, and it's month to month. If you're not liking what you're getting from my team and all the people that are on it, cancel. So it's like, who can't afford $1,500 a month to be put on the map? And and that's that's what we're, we're doing. Um, in some cases, we have passion projects. I've got about 15 right now. Jarvis got out of jail in 2012. He formed a relationship with God and now he's helping other inmates move onto his farm. So he's renovating this house. It's 25,000 bucks is all it takes. And he'll have four former prisoners in that house and he'll teach them how to enter society and build a relationship with God. Like that's awesome. So he's not paying me a dime. In fact, I'm going to help him raise 25,000. That's what I asked for Christmas from my parents. Put put $300 towards the Jarvis fund. So in many cases, if it's a passion project and I know that this person can influence the world for the better, hey man, don't pay me a dime. Maybe someday if we help you make profit or whatever, maybe you could write me a check for the value we added for you. But most likely I'll never ask for a dime in those cases. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, it sounds like an exciting program. And how is the academy different? So I know that this four-day intensive. So I'm trying to figure out like for our audience, like how long does this whole process take? So there's obviously the four-day intensive academy. Um, and then there is the kind of, you know, at home, do-it-yourself sort of online version of that. Um, so how long does this process take start to finish? Yeah. So the academy 
if I could have everyone fly into Colorado, I'm, I'm moving houses. So we're going to be in the middle of the forest with the fire pit and, and everything. So if I could, if I could have everyone come out, I would love to. It's really going to be tight classes of 12 to 15 people. And these people are going to come in as the caterpillar and leave as the butterfly. And it just works because after 1 million graduates, Robert kind of knows what he's doing. So I can't, unfortunately, bring 15 people in. I'd have to have people in every single day my entire year of the of the year. So we, we really work with people that that have something on their heart where they want to impact eternity. And so we're going to bring in those kinds of folks. We've done two of them already, and it's been amazing. Um, the other way of delivery is through videos and online. So we've done 80 podcasts. We've selected the top 30 to 50. And we're, we continue to do podcasts every week. We take the two questions. What's the hardest thing you've faced in life? What role does faith play in your journey? And then third, where did God undeniably show up? And so we have a seven to 10 minute video. There's an intro, there's an outro, and then there's questions that say, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how are you related in that forgiveness area or in the faith area? So all these different groupings, we're going to help people connect with these speakers, the guest speakers, so that we're, regardless of where they are in their journey and traumas that they face, they'll be able to look in the mirror and go, whoa, I align with Matt. You know, he was drinking and he spilled alcohol on his leg and it burned. That just happened to my son. Or, hey, one, two people on the show lost a limb. They lost a leg. And then as a result of that, one moved to Africa. He has 210 girls that are teenagers that he gives a, a spot for, and then he helps them get jobs. Like that's a magical thing. So we're, we're going to do it delivery through the online where it's weekly sessions and then people have small groups. Um, so yeah, start to finish. There's three phases, plan, plant and grow. So if you're in the planning phase, that could take you two to four weeks. Could take you four days. If you come to the intensive, let's get you planned. Now let's plant. Okay, it's time to go get you on podcasts and radio and do LinkedIn outreach and you know all the stuff I've done for the last 25 years for major companies with 100-person sales teams. I do it for pennies on the dollar because we figured out how to optimize. And then grow. Okay, it's working, man. Now it's time to scale. We got to put gas on the fire. Let's go bring in some cash and capital. Let's, let's help you take your story because now it's planted. Now we just got to water the seed so that that plant grows like a beanstalk. <laughs> Sounds cool. And so, we, we all love that story, Jack and the beanstalk, right? If only those, that's right. if only those beans that you planted would grow that tall and you had like golden chickens laying golden eggs. <laughs> that's right. And that's what, that's, what's fun, man. Cause we optimize the ability for you to get to golden eggs where in business entrepreneurship, nine times out of 10, you fail within your first year. If you can make it past your first year, in my first month of sales, we did $337,000. That's just to give you an idea of how quickly we can move that's crazy man. <laughs> one month that's mad so tell me uh chad um where do you people go what do you want them to do so obviously they now understand why you're doing all of this what are the processes what are the kind of outcomes that they can get um and the different options how long will everything take so if they're interested right now what do you want people to do there are two websites and, and one comes out in a few days. So by the time this airs, they'll, they'll be able to go to it. Livingabetterstory.media is where we help you with all of that 
mindset, transformation, personal branding, outreach, livingabetterstory.media. And it'll be livingabetterstorymedia.com, right? Both sites will be active. Livingabetterstory.org is, wow, this has been a really neat podcast. How do I get involved? I just had a windfall over the last year. My company wants to help Chad and his mission and help fund some of these entrepreneurs like Jarvis or like Kingdom Chapel International Ministries in, in Africa. Well, they could donate $5,000, $25,000, $100,000, whatever size they want. It's a highly efficient donation because normally a team would go hire VPs of sales and burn all their cash and have admin fees. Ours goes very, very directly to the entrepreneur. We'll get them on TV, podcasts, radio. Like $2,500 uh, donation would change everything for one of these entrepreneurs. So that that's the .org side. The .media side is for the individuals. All right, fantastic. So Chad, thank you. I've got a, one more question, which I think is really important to kind of really sum up the, everything we've covered. And that question is this, Chad. Why do you do what you do? What gets you out of bed in the morning? I was fortunate enough to have a grandfather named Harold George Schilling and his wife, Marion Schilling, who implanted the seeds of love and faith and forgiveness with my parents and all of my family. And so when you make choices in life and you find yourself like, oops, I stepped in my poop. That's a book I just put out. It's a kid's book. They, they love you with open arms, like the prodigal son, right? Hey, prodigal son, you go out in the world and I hope you come back someday. And, and when you come back, they're there with open arms, no matter what. So for me, a lot of people haven't had that level of love. They've been raised in a family that says, you need to do as I say, not as I do. And they're abused, sometimes physically, sometimes mentally. And that's very Old Testament. Follow these rules or else. And I think the world right now is moving into New Testament that says, you know what? You're going to make mistakes. Matt, you're going to burn your leg. You're going to get on drugs and alcohol. And it's okay. You're still welcome in the family. I'm your father. I can't see me because I'm already up here. But trust me, I made you for a purpose. And you're loved no matter what. So to me, helping people understand that they've got another dad who's the most amazing father of the entire universe. Like that's what my grandmother and grandfather instilled in me. And that's why I do what I do. These gray fish swimming down a stream are going in one direction. They're following signs that are like, yeah, yeah, just swim down, swim down, swim down. And every once in a while you get a fish that goes, wait, I want to go up. And then all those gray skills, scales fall off and they're beautiful underneath. So my whole mission for the second half of life is how do we share the love so that people understand how beautiful they are, no matter what it is they're doing in life. And that's, that's my mission to, to help turn grayfish blue and help people understand or grayfish colorful, really help them understand they're beautiful. So and on that truth bomb, I think it's time to end. Chad Burmester, thanks so much for being on the show, dude. That's Living a Better Story, guys. Livingabetterstorymedia.com, livingabetterstory.media, uh, livingabetterstory.org. Go and check it out. Get part of the community. Uh, give Chad your support. Uh, Chad, thank you for being in the hot seat today. It's been a real privilege having you on the show. Hey there, guys. At smerocketfield.com, you can access new markets 
and your ideal customers within seconds from a globally compliant data engine built specifically to help your business grow faster than ever before. And the best part, it's free. Yes, that's right. It is free. Head on over to smerocketfield.com and sign up for free today so that you can start accelerating your business growth faster than ever before, wherever you are with smerocketfuel.com. Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.